Next on BYU Sports Nation, first, Happy New Year. Second, celebrate 2015 with us as we look back on the past year and dish out some awards. It's time we settle the debate once and for all. Is Mitch Matthews the lead or not? The final word on that. Oh, yeah. Plus, the BYU Sports resolutions we want to see in 2016. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station Broadcasting and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. And again, Happy New Year. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the only party planning coordinator you will need for your New Year's bash, Jerem Jordan. I leave that to Phyllis and company. Uh, if Toby can be involved in that, that's fine too. Nice office drop right there. Would you really go with Phyllis though? No, that's the only one. That's the only one I can think of. I'd have I, Michael I would Scott go with, plan my New Year's party. I, yeah, yeah, yeah then it would be a lot of fun. You would have one iPod in that white elephant <laughs> gift. What a great time of year! And no joke, this is a real, this is a real truth here, people. Jerem has downloaded. We only a, speak real truth. A calendar that shows him each and every college football bowl game. On who's, his phone. Who's the Who's the fool? The guy that downloads that, or the guy that made that? Both. What? No, I think it's no, fantastic, it's man. I love the New Year's Six. I love uh, you know New Year's. It's it's fun to have time off. In theory, if you're not working, you know, and and some people do, and we're doing this show, uh, but we're happy to happy to bring you some of the best of 2015 on today's show. It, it's been a fun year, and think about what's happened this whole year. Holy we, cow. We've had a lot, a lot, a lot happen <laughs> in 2015, man. That, m- most recently, the coaching change. I laugh at that, but that's well spoken. BYU played Utah in a bowl game. BYU beat Gonzaga. I shaved my head, 5-3-40. I mean, the show has grown. We got, a, we got a shovel and shoes and helmets and stuff up here. It's been, it's been roughly 365 days. Can you believe it's been a year? Yeah, I can. It's felt like a year. A man. lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot has happened. Just like you said. On that note, rise and shout, my friends. It's time for the inaugural BYU Sports Station Awards. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to the first ever BYUSN Awards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah give it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go, baby. It's just the two of us clapping. You at home, woo, clap woo. too. Yeah, clap yeah. Along hey, with us. You in front. Yeah. And the kids. Little kid right there. Yeah, clap. Time to look back on 2015 and hand out some metaphorical hardware. There is no budget for this, and it's probably some kind of NCAA violation if we give physical trophies. <laughs> We're not the Y Awards here. We're the, the BYU Sports Nation Awards. Yes, we'll just we'll share. We do one, have a, we do own a Y Award. It's up award. here on the set. Hey, without checking with <laughs> compliance, this is what we've come up with. So uh, this is what we're going to do in the we're, next hour. It's going to get crazy. Yeah, we're going to hand out some awards. So BYU Sports Awards, like Team Player of the Year, that kind of thing. Social media awards. Best Twitter follow, the best social media moments, that kind of thing. And then specific awards from within the show, like the best soundbite of the year, the best interview of the year, the most awkward Glenn Kozlowski interview of the year, you know, what, whatever we want to hand out from that. <laughs> we'll also have the final discussion on whether or not Mitch Matthews was elite. That, uh, yeah, the people, the people know. We'll still discuss it formally <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> Plus, our BYU Sports resolutions for 2016. What do you want to see happen within BYU Athletics? Got a new football coach. What do you expect from Kalani Sataki and company? It could be that, that or it could be a number, anything. 
Whatever you want, okay? Resolution, meaning build on what's already been done. Hmm. Okay, take it to the next level. Without further ado, let's roll out our New Year's Twitter question. What was your favorite BYUSN moment of the year? So that can include the show, that can include BYU Sports, whatever you want. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. We'll retweet some of those. Likely we will discuss that on today's show. If we miss it, send it in. We hashtag BYUSN. Miss it. I don't think we'll miss it. We're not going to miss it. We got a full hour, baby. Okay, let's honor the best of BYU Sports. The awards go now. Category number one. The Elite. See what we did there? Athlete of the Year. And we're giving it to Alexa Gray. Yeah, yeah. Alexa Gray. What a, what a season. First what? team All-American. Second all-time in kills at BYU. Uh, number one in the rally era. She was amazing. Led BYU to the Sweet 16, another conference championship. Questions surrounded how good would this team be without Jennifer Hampson, who was the first-team All-American, and they went to the national championship match. Well, the, they answered the call with Alexa Gray. And you called these matches this year. I, I called two. Um, and I noticed that BYU didn't really have consistent play from the second outside position, yet we're a really good team. The men's team, they couldn't afford to probably get away with that. Uh, and be at that high level. But the women survived because they had Alexa Gray. Alexa Gray, have you heard of Taylor Sander, Jerem? I have. Alexa Gray was BYU women's volleyball's Taylor Sander. Yeah, really good. And she didn't win National Player of the Year, but she was fantastic. There are more women's teams. And so, and what a great story, too. Her story is amazing. She's, in, she's Canadian. She's a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Her parents were killed in an automobile accident uh, a few years ago, which was tragic. Yet she has been able to put together an amazing, amazing career and story. And BYU has benefited from her amazingness. That's a word now. Best of the West (laughs) Coast Conference. Alexa Gray, our elite athlete of the year on BYU Sports Nation's 2015 awards. Now some other players discussed. Jake Taylor probably doesn't get enough attention because it's swimming and diving, and it's just not a huge spectator sport at the True. NCAA level. But that guy was amazing. He's, he's been an All-American multiple times. First-team All-American, plus he wrote his rival's name on the flag, uh, Ryan Murphy. And he, he wrote, Ryan Murphy sucks. So I have a lot of respect for a guy <laughs> that can call out his rival. Another person, Rachel Boaz of the women's soccer team. BYU didn't allow a goal at home when she was in goal, I believe, right? Until the final game, game of was the she year. In goal? I or wasn't calling. I wasn't calling it, so I can't remember. I feel like they were up by four and they pulled her. But anyway, she was amazing. Got BYU a uh, conference championship again. They went to the NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament. I mean, she was one of the best in the country in goal. Now, speaking of NCAA tournaments, Alexa Gray got BYU. All she knows is the Sweet 16 with BYU women's volleyball. And she lost one match at home. By the way, her entire one career. Matt, fifty-two and one or fifty-one and one. Just there's no, I, I dare say there's been no other athlete in BYU history like her to have that many vol, that that volume at home and only lose one match. Like, the, like rugby guys probably never lost at home, but they were playing five a year. So many matches, fifty more than fifty wins and one loss. And, one, I think. and she's still mad about that one loss. That goes to what kind of athlete she is. Lexi Eaton also discussed Bronson Kafusi had an amazing oh, last half of his geez. season and career at BYU. Shaq Walker won a medal in the uh, World University Games in Korea. Tyler Haas, BYU's all-time leading scorer. Of course, Tyler Haas. It's 2015, so he counts you know, from earlier in the year. But yeah, the all-time leading scorer, BYU, went to several NCAA tournaments. Uh, needed a little more help around him maybe to try and win a couple games in the tourney. But what an amazing career he had. And you can see the difference in BYU's guard play this year without his consistency. 
How do we not get Kyle Collinsworth in this conversation? You yeah, know, wait in a fact, minute. let's just give him his own category and his own award. Number two. Record breaker of the year. Kyle Collinsworth <laughs> has now pushed that number to seven triple doubles, but he hit six last year. He did it all in one season. The career mark, Jerem, was six. He had six in one season. What an amazing, amazing uh, versatility. From Kyle Collinsworth. He has been one of the most entertaining BYU players to watch. He's not an elite offensive player, but he's elite in his versatility to be able to get rebounds, assists, enough points. And it's been fun to watch him get triple doubles. How awesome is it in the middle of the second half when he's got an 8, 7, and 7 going and everyone's on triple double watch? That's been so consistent and fun to watch. Yeah, how dare I actually forget? He's, he's got 8, dude. He's got 8 triple doubles. He has 8 career. Yeah. Man, he's got eight career I, triple doubles. And in 2015, I think he had um, seven of those. You he know, he had one against Oregon. No, and then he had one against Gonzaga. So he had six in the year 2015, the calendar year. The weird part about that is, I we overlook that he has eight because the seventh one happened like after retroactively, the fact, yeah, because they had to go back and give him a stat. So yeah, yeah, he's actually got eight. Will anybody ever catch that at the NCAA level? Now I Some, don't know. Yeah, uh, someone ooh, will. You yeah. think? You think? Yeah. Uh, records get broken, man. Yeah. Oh man! When Ty Emmer had fifteen thousand career passing yards, they probably asked the same question. It's been passed. It's going to be a tough one to catch. Category number three: Team of the Year. BYU women's volleyball, like we would give it to anybody else, another Sweet 16 trip, another West Coast Conference championship, and they did it with a first-year head coach, Heather Olmstead. Amazing stuff for BYU women's volleyball. Four straight trips to the Sweet 16. They only lost four matches all year. They didn't lose at home either. They were, they were awesome, 16-2 and two in conference play. Another Sweet 16, as you mentioned. This is BYU's best program right now on campus, men or women. That you, hey, what about rugby? Uh, women's volleyball has to compete against a lot of them. But rugby, to me, was 1B in this conversation. They don't win this award for us, but they're 1B because they continue to win national championships. What is it, four in a row yeah. for the rugby team as well? Not as many teams competing at that, at that sport, so that's why maybe I give it to women's volleyball. Also considered women's soccer. They won the West Coast Conference Championship for a fourth straight time, got to the second round of the NCAA tournament, still mad about that horrible draw they got with Stanford. Women's basketball stunned the West Coast Conference Tournament, got back to the NCAA tournament as well, but women's volleyball takes the cake. Category number four, Coach of the Year. No surprise, in her first season at the helm of BYU women's volleyball, Heather Olmstead, all she does is get her team back to the Sweet 16 after losing Jennifer Hampson and really maximizing play with some youth on that team. Coach of the Year, Heather Olmstead. Yeah, in her first season, she does work, right? So kind of Sean Olmstead decides to go to the men's team, and of course Heather was uh, you know, on the sidelines digging the ball occasionally. So in her first season, she gets... BYU back into the Sweet 16 again. And it's not like she did it with Sean's players. She was an assistant coach who recruited these players as well. I know it says that this is her first year, but really she she did a lot of stuff underneath Sean Olmstead. She was like an associate head coach. And in fact, was, was she fact, ever that title? She, Wasn't she that her title? Been. Yeah. Like, yeah so, they, did, they did work. A lot of love for women's volleyball, and they deserve it. Best best program yeah, on campus. Tell me, right tell now. me somebody who deserves it more right now. Use BYU. hashtag BYUSN if you feel differently. Jennifer Rockwood of women's soccer. Perhaps you have an argument for her. She's done unbelievable things. Over 300 victories. Jeff Judkins rallying his troops in the West Coast Conference tournament. Gordon Eakin. All that guy does is win conference championships for women's what, softball. Five in a row now. Category number five. Play of the year. Ah uh, yes. Obvious. 
In fact, we did a whole Twitter bracket for the second play of the year. That's how obvious it was. The Hail Mary against Nebraska. Hello. Tanner Mangum comes in for the injured. Taysom Hill launches the ball, what was it, 53 yards into the hands of Mitch Matthews and BYU starts the season off on a bang, man. That man. one little crowd section of BYU fans that were right there watching it happen in front of them. It was it, like perfectly It was thrown placed. into their section, essentially. <laughs> man. Tanner, man, what a moment. Like, he may never have a greater moment than that play. Than that play, the Hail Mary. Well, he Man. followed it up with potentially his second greatest play ever. <laughs> yes, that won the Twitter bracket for second best with the play star of the year. Man Mitchell Jurgens winner against uh, Boise State. <laughs> also considered Busy Phillips. She was a recipient of the BYU Sports Nation Karma. All she did was kick a 55-yard game-winning goal in the 87th minute to beat rival Utah State. Tyler Haas's buzzer beater against Santa Clara. A lot of people almost looked buzzer at, beater. Looking, sorry, the game winner. It was the game winner against Santa Clara. If he doesn't make that shot, if BYU doesn't win that game, they're not getting into the NCAA tournament. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was a clutch, it was a clutch shot by Tyler Haas. Ryan Andrus's two free throws at Gonzaga game you witnessed. That one, that one was crazy. There were a lot of great moments in that, but this true freshman who barely played comes off the bench and nails two free throws at the end. <laughs> to beat Gonzaga. Unreal stuff. Category number six. Newcomer of the year. You got to go with the freshman of the year, according to the Touchdown Club of Ohio, Tanner Mangum. Just, we weren't anticipating he would even see the field. We were hoping you wouldn't see the field. We said in August, I said in August, I don't want to see Tanner Mangum play this year. And that's a positive thing. Yet he played and won the most games of any freshman, set all the freshman passing records. Yards, touchdowns, by, wins. You know, Detmer and Heaps and these guys. And so Tanner Mangum established himself as. Uh, one of the best quarter, young quarterbacks in the country, and now we now we wait for, uh, you know what what's in store next season with Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum, and what happens there because Tanner Mangum established himself as the guy. And if you have an argument, send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN about any of these categories. This newcomer doesn't mean you have to be a freshman specifically. So Rachel Boaz, the transfer from San Diego State, she had an immediate impact in her first year at BYU. Brendan Sander is a freshman. He carried BYU to two huge wins over then number one ranked Hawaii. Kalani Purcell of women's basketball coming from New Zealand. She's going to be the Kyle Collinsworth of BYU women's basketball in terms of triple-double watch. Colton Shaver and all those home runs. Dallin Farnsworth, men's cross country. Nick Emery has made a splash right away in just two months. Category number seven. Game of the year. This one is interesting because of what football did in such dramatic fashion back-to-back weeks. But you have to go back to what happened with the BYU basketball team in Spokane on senior night at Gonzaga against the number two or number three team, depending on which play you look at. Ranked team in America, Gonzaga. This one's easy for me. Gonzaga ended up being an Elite Eight team, the West Coast Conference champ. Challenge Duke, who won the eventual NCAA title. But BYU goes to Spokane, makes me shave my head. Gonzaga never led in the game, and BYU won that game. Ultimately, that got them into the NCAA tournament. Clearly, clearly, the game of the year and the best performance by any BYU team on a big stage all year. Nebraska ends up being a 5-7 and seven team. BYU never trailed in that game at Gonzaga. It was nuts. And what? Listen, the Nebraska game is amazing. The Boise State game in football, amazing. But the Gonzaga game was number one. 
You shaved your head for it, dude. I did You're not shave doing my that head. for just what any a game. Dumb thing. What was I your, motivated them. What was your favorite BYU Sports Nation moment of the year? Maybe it was Jerem shaving his head. Up next, <laughs> our top five social media moments of the year. Happy New Year! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our Twitter question today, what was your favorite BYUSN moment of the year? Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. We're huge on social media, if you couldn't tell, after watching the show all year. Like we like it or we're a big deal? Oh, both. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? You know, it's the New Year show. Huge in Malaysia. Pat yourself on the back, Jerem. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do that? No. Okay, fine. That being said about social media, we have a few recommendations slash awards for all of you, starting with this. BYU athlete or coach Twitter follow. Mm, who's the one There's guy? There's some good ones. Who's the one guy you absolutely have to follow one if guy? you're a BYU fan? The oh, one guy. Oh, nice guy Holiday. The Caps King. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's just read one, for example. People, I'm going to read it. Oh, there aren't as many caps as the ones we selected here, but people who think there are more intense rivalries than BYU and Utah just haven't experienced this one. The football field may be the safest place. That's just <laughs> a taste. I mean, that's just a taste of I what loved, he does. I loved his tweets, man. If you can't get fired up for this, there's something seriously wrong with you. Guy Holiday. Guy Holiday, winner of the best All Twitter caps. follow. Follow that guy on Twitter right now. You know who you should I will all- follow that guy to battle. You should also follow Terry Nashif. We call him the Twitter ninja because he like he's sneaky good. He came out of nowhere. Like Is he had good a compliment. He had zero zero Why can't presence he just be on Twitter. Good? He is good. Why does he have to be sneaky good? Oh, it's not it's not like a diss. <laughs> it is it's, it's a like, sincere compliment. It's like, that guy's crafty. It's like isn't he just a good basketball player? Yes, yes you but know compare I mean? Guy Holiday and his personality to He's Terry Nashif's. I didn't know we were comparing those two. I just thought generally speaking. So sneaky good. Yeah, also, I like Nashif too. He, well, and he's giving stuff away to the fans. Like all this awesome stuff. He gets it. Yeah. He gets it. Johnny Linehan, the football player you need to follow, he's guaranteed to make you laugh at least a few times every week. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's he's one of the best um he's one of the best athletes to follow. We we named a couple coaches, but yeah, Guy Holiday wins. Next category. BYU fan follow. This one's easy. At Boney Fuller. <laughs> Unbelievably the best. Okay, Guy Holiday's all caps. This guy's all laughs. Let's go back to a tweet he sent out <laughs> a little while ago. This was on game day, December 19th. Breaking. He's got Taysom Hill and Kyle Whittingham in the Confederate and... Uh, the Union, union <laughs> uniforms of the Civil War meeting together saying, Taysom Hill met with Kyle Whittingham early this morning to discuss the terms of the Utes surrender. He consistently awesome, right? So <laughs> dogging on opponents. Like, I forgot what Utah player it was, but he kind of had a long neck. So it said, this player is the most likely to actually be three little kids inside of a coat. <laughs> you, you know, stuff, stuff like that. It's really funny. If you don't follow Boney Fuller, you're missing out. Well, the cool thing is, like, after he, like, goes with these teams all week. Yeah. And if he'll and send out, like, hey, nice good game. Luck. Good yeah. luck to you the rest of the yeah. way. He and or she. We don't know who it is. That's the thing. 
That, it's right. We just assume That's it's a he thing. because, we don't know who it is, because yeah. Boney Fuller is I, a male. And I believe it's based off of a player named Boney Fuller yes. from like the 20s yes. and 30s or something. That's why yeah. we assume it's a he, but it could be a she involved too. I don't know. Maybe it's a 90-year-old man actually named Boney Fuller who played for BYU. No. Just saying. Go fall. And the thing is, the players <laughs> from the other teams will respond back to him. And they, they like appreciate it. They're like, well played. Well played, Boney Fuller. Next category. The top five social media moments of 2015, beginning with number five, the Kyle Collinsworth triple double watch. Holy cow! There were so many good moments oh. that just like stop, like exploded every, every time he's on social media, a rebound or an assist or whatever. Everyone's going crazy on watching that. I was at the Belmont game uh, just as a fan with some family in town. And everyone was going nuts, including my in-laws, on, he needs one more, he needs one more! And he didn't get it, and then the next morning, that was the, oh, they added a rebound conveniently. Yeah, which is like, he's got eight triple-doubles. Because the seventh one will, like, the happen, most, like, quietly. Yeah, the, how does, it either happens or it doesn't. The anticlimactic triple-double record of all time. Number four. Number four, the coaching search. Hashtag sources. Hashtag sourcey sauce. Everyone's got a source, right? Pictures being taken at the airport. Um, you know, uh, Kalani Sataki in Salt Lake. Everyone saying things from different people. Kyle Whittingham. Nia Matalolo. Watch. Yeah. Uh, you know. Ships leaving the harbor. Ships, you know, stuff like that. It happened. And <laughs> everyone had a source and everyone had a thing. And it was actually the most entertaining. Tanning two weeks, maybe, of my life. I loved it. My sources confirmed to me well early in the search that BYU would have a head coach in place by September 3rd. And what do you know, Jeremy? Oh, Jerem, my goodness. They've got one in place for that game <laughs> against Arizona. Your sources are scientific facts. <laughs> no, that was fun. That was fun. Number, that it was, was, it, and if that's number four, I can't wait like, to see number one, two, three. The refresh button was, like, worn out on everybody's computer and or phone. Like, yeah. What's happening? What's and, happening and right now? And when it was finalizing to become BYU-Utah, that was quite the moment as well. Elders Quorum in, in church, refresh. Do you I've remember never anything s- from that lesson, my, Jim? My, Do you remember um, anything from Sunday school that day? I talked to the guy who taught that day, and I said, I don't remember anything you said. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he asked if I did, and I said, no, sorry. I love your your honesty. It, you, you just love it. I love the straight-up Hon- honesty. Honest. Honest, yes. Number three. The Boise State finish. Starman Jurgens, Ready to do this? Three, two, one. Go. Dude, that moment when he, <laughs> so much energy pent up in oh, that my stadium and in that moment when he comes down with that ball as Tanner Mangum is drilled and it's a second Hail Mary, if you will, in a row. Oh, it was a Hail Mary. I just can't believe – I just was running around the set at BYU's uh, – the, the countdown to kickoff set and saying, he did it again. And he how, did it again. How Hug Park 2. No one really saw the second one, but Taron Hug – Taron Hug. Taren Hug. You might as well be Taren Yeah, Taren Hug kept hugging. Uh, and then you had Kainakua onto that. That was the moment that sealed it. The Kainakua play was The explosive. Heisman leap as he's like jumping past the Boise defender. And yeah, he great, had, great he, picture. He was in the Heisman conversation after that game. One poll <laughs> he, he got a from vote. one yes. group of people. Which, that's hilarious still. Yeah, that was Even though his name was even discussed at any moment. We said big deal, no deal, and you said big deal on that. I was like, no deal. Come yeah. on. It's like September Dude, 11, he was awesome. 12th. though. No, in that moment, it was a big deal. It the was Heisman? A big no, deal. the touchdown was the a big deal. The fact that he was even being discussed in that moment was a big deal. Wow. Number two. 
Mitch Matthews, Halloween pitcher. Okay, now that is elite. <laughs> that is elite. Mitch Matthews and his Halloween plan. That was the thing you did all year. No, stop it. It was the Hail Mary you're in right, Nebraska. You're right. Well, this is pretty good. Stop it. <laughs> okay, this... The, the BYU Halloween game, because of Mitch Matthews, dressing up like the guys from Remember the Titans, and the year before it was the Sandlot, and ESPN went crazy with that one too. SportsCenter tweeted out about this year's Halloween costume. Got tons of national love. It was awesome. And the year before they did the Sandlot, like you mentioned, so this was part two, which was so awesome. And you got, you got Rev in there, you got Sunshine, you got PD, you got all the guys, and I love that Nick Kurtz has a blonde wig on, playing the role of... Uh, who is that Gosling. again? Uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling. Nick Kurtz is not Ryan Gosling, <laughs> but he did really well in this. Nick Terry. Kurtz is not a liability as a defensive back <laughs> like Ryan Gosling was. I, <laughs> Sunshine is Mitch Matthews with a, with a blonde wig as well. Sunshine. He's from California. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, if that was number two, my goodness. And the number one social media moment. Of course. The Manga Miracle. Holy cow. Memorial Stadium, except for like a few thousand BYU fans, deathly silent as Mitch Matthews hauls in the Tanner Manga Miracle pass. Last play of the game to beat Nebraska in game number one, thus prompting the Taron Houck hug, which was also fantastic. Yeah, it, it was just unbelievable. And then you have the Houck hug, you have Mitch Matthews' reaction, which we uh, you know recreated in Vegas, which was, which was fun. What a moment. And that just kicked off the season in an unbelievable way. And you think about what happened to Taysom Hill. BYU needed something wild to propel them into this season because if Taysom Hill gets hurt and they lose that game, man, that is a bummer to start the year. Instead, they have probably the second greatest play in BYU football history, top three for sure. You go... You go, uh, you know, 80 SMU McMahon, Hail Mary to Clay Brown. And then you have Bechtar and Lean, you have that one. Those are the top three plays in whatever order you pick in BYU football history. What a way to start. I'm guessing many of you have opinions on these social media moments. and are probably like, hey, you missed that. We did discuss as many as we can remember, including Devon Blackman's battery-powered tight car where he parallel parked. Which got on the BYU Snapchat story and went viral. Be- beating Gonzaga, you know that oh, led dude. Sports Center. Are you kidding me? That night, Dave Rose's jacket throw. Utah going down to Utah in the Vegas Bowl, thirty-five to nothing. Like the social media atmosphere, yes. it was then, like a and blaze. Then scoring twenty-eight, you know everyone is paying. Tyler Hawes breaks Jim Fredette's scoring record. I haven't even mentioned that one. All but of the, these moments. It happens against Portland, like in the first half. So it's not like you know. This big deal. It's so cool. It's it's so much bigger than just like the actual moment because it unifies like an entire fan base and social media with Twitter and BYU TV with its ability to broadcast worldwide. Like it's it's so cool to be able to enjoy and experience those moments. In, I, lo- I love Twitter in those for those many different capacities. Yeah, I love the Twitter community. We can react. You know, when BYU is thirty-five nothing, you can react. When they uh, have the hail mary, you can react. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation if you don't already. Coming up, our interview of the year. One Jerem will never forget. And the top manifestation of the BYU Sports Nation karma in the 2015 calendar year. This is BYU Sports Nation's New Year's special. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. BYU Sports Nation annual awards, top five social media moments of the year. The inaugural. We've never done this. It's been really fun thus far. Not to be confused with the first annual. 
There's no such thing. It's not annual until you've done it a it's second time. It's the first annual BYU Sports Nation Awards. That's one of my eight million pet peeves. <laughs> What's your number one pet peeve? I don't know. Utah, I, you, the University of Utah. That's a pet peeve? Yeah, absolutely. How can that be a pet peeve? How can it not? <laughs> just the university alone? Not something they do or say? Just what they? Just the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Number. Yeah. You want to know what my number one pet peeve is? Hard butter. Hard butter stinks. It's man. the worst. Someone like, just changed the channel, by the way. They're like, "What are they talking about? Hard butter?" No, listen. What everybody gets it? it. Everybody gets it because you. Millionaires. They don't want to talk about hard butter. Got your nice warm piece of toast all ready to go, and you're like, "Hey, where's the butter?" Oh man, you pull it out of the fridge. It tears up your bread. You're so frustrated by the time. Then your toast yeah. is cold by the time you get it all. Ready to go. That is that is a pet peeve. Oh, yeah. Hate hard butter. It's the worst. <laughs> that is that's definitely the top that's of the list. That's on the list too, yeah. Time now to relive our interview of the year. And Jerem on Media Day was ready to uh take a break after this one <laughs> with Glenn Koslowski. <laughs> oh, it was Glad so good. Back in, uh, Pleasure. Pleasure. And you you have this look like, do I really get this close to him or not? It's kind of a strange look on your face. What is it? I, if I had a nickel, man. <laughs> okay. What is it? Ask my mom. I don't know. No, but I mean, you're almost like you're afraid of me. I, I'm, I'm not an alien. Do you want a hu- bro hug or something? We can bro. Do well, stop nu- bro nug? hugs. It's a man hug. We man yeah. hug. During the break. And we'll kiss. Nope. <laughs> on the cheeks, though. Oh, okay. On the cheeks. That's all. <laughs> oh, we have to go to break now? That's crazy. Yeah, let's go quickly because um, you want to kiss. Okay. That's, <laughs> uh, right? Isn't that, is that what he's not saying? That's what I heard. Why do you want to go to break? Been fun we got to be two on minutes. The, it would have been fun to be on those teams in the 80s. Yeah. Johnny Harleen is on his way to Studio B. This and Johnny Lennon. Okay, Jerem. <laughs> Clint Kozlowski has a lot of personality, doesn't he? <laughs> Oh, that was really awkward for me. I've had an, I've never had another man want to kiss me before, so yeah, that was fun. Those are words I we never didn't. thought I'd hear uttered on BYU Sports Nation or in Studio yeah, B. We, yeah, there's been a lot of weird things said here, but none like that, I don't think. Holy cow, that was fun. That, that and like when Elvis was here and it was like, hey, that's the lowest cut shirt on a man ever in Studio B. You also produced that one, too. <laughs> you were the instigator of that one. He wore it. Just pointed it out. He just pointed it out, and then he <laughs> decided to emphasize it a little bit and then, more. Then he showed it some more. Excellent. The V-neck down to his belly button. Uh, <laughs> I, other interviews of the year, potentially, that I really liked. Uh, Dan Deerdorf, uh, Michigan analyst. I thought he was great. Long time Monday Night Football guy. Uh, Mark McCready, who won an award, um, won, won a, a, a Twitter contest. Yeah, here. at he, Nomad Coog. Nomad Coog. He's in the military. Um, actually met him at a pregame show. I I wasn't here the day he came in, but that was really cool. And then, of course, uh, Chase Fisher. Chase Any, anytime, Fisher. Anytime Chase Fisher comes in here, we love it. We'll get to that in just a bit. Oh, will we? More from Chase Fisher. Ben, what do we have next? Karma moment of the year. Ah, yes. And there have been many. This was was one of the harder to sift through. Yeah, we. I just for fun. I searched it on Twitter. I just typed in BYU no, it was for work. Well, no, it was for fun, too. I searched BYUSN and Karma, and hands down, the one that got the most traction. I mean, there were so many tweets about this, and rightly so. I wasn't even watching when it happened. Elizabeth Busy Phillips of BYU Women's Soccer knocks in a 55-yard goal in the 87th minute. 
the night that she came in studio. Okay, so Sierra Parker was on the show yesterday. She had four aces in the match for women's volleyball. Awesome. Just saying. I don't know if that means a goal. It might be an incredible cross. It might be a great slide tackle. Just expect greatness tonight, okay? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm ready for it. You have to love the player that's playing aggressively, but you've got to be careful not to get flagrant. Free kick in from Phillips, and it bounces into the goal! Busy Phillips from 55 yards away. BYU beats Utah State. <laughs> One to nothing with that goal in the 87th minute. She came right over to me after the game was over. We did the post game interview with her. No, you know, no surprise. And said, "Spencer, the karma is real. The karma is real." And don't forget, Elena Medeiros experienced it a couple weeks later in the NCAA tournament. She was on the show, and then she had the goal against Utah Valley. That was, yeah, we've had some strong manifestations of the karma. That one was wild because. We never know how it's going to be manifest. We can't, like, you're going to make the game-winning shot at no. the buzzer. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works, you know? It could be, it could just be, you have a better game than you would have. That's the point. Well, even with Paige Hunt and her goal against Arizona, she's back from her mission. It's her first, like, Division One competition that she's faced since she went on an 18-month mission to Indianapolis. Hey, magic happens, said Austin Collie. Game-winning head go- uh, header I like head goal. Head goal. It's like a head cold. It's a head goal. (laughs) You didn't say that next year. (laughs) A head goal. Awful announcing we'll use that one. Yes. A head goal. Yes, they will. How about Anjanae Monteverdi of BYU Track and Field? She's a pole vaulter. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so an obscure sport. She. Not to them. Goes eighth nationally in the pole and sets a new BYU record. Yeah. Sets the BYU record and and finishes as an All-American. Right after they come on the show. We, we invite good athletes. You don't know, don't the, pay any attention to that right now. <laughs> we, we didn't invite the bad ones on the show, and then they miraculously win games. But yeah, what about Brendan Sander, though? He's good, but like, what did he do right after he came on the show? National Player of the Week. Beat number one Hawaii twice. Not among freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, trust me. Listen, I, they're good players. The karma's legit. They're good players, but you don't think that the mental advantage comes from knowing that you have the BYU Sports Nation And therein karma? lies the secret. You mm-hmm. just told everybody. Mm-hmm. The mental advantage and confidence. That's what does it. It matters. It's not, it's not some uh, you know external force that uh, weighs in like angels in the outfield or something. It's the confidence, baby. <laughs> ben, what do you have for us next? Best new set edition. Mm. There have been several. Man, we've got some good stuff. The Mustard Seats wins the award. The two Mustard Seats from the Marriott Center, which were taken out uh, to be replaced by the Blues, are the winner. And now it's fun because we have Anson Winder sitting in there looking like he's on a sitcom uh, you know, open or something. Okay, seriously though, like if you didn't see that Vine moment, Anson didn't. I don't know if he knew he was going to be like profiled. absolutely didn't know. So he's texting somebody and then like looks up like. Dramatically, like smiles, starring you know? Anson Winder. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I like the shovel from the Merritt Center. That's a new set edition. The, the Miami Beach Bowl helmet was added. Uh, that was 2014. That's not involved in this. Okay, yeah, let's not do that. Um, the, the Maui well, Classic good. shirt from Tim Lacombe. Yep. Which is also hanging behind us. Yep. Tyler Haw's record-breaking shoes are no longer on the set. They're in a display case in the uh, lobby. In the lobby right now. We but donated they... those to science, essentially. <laughs> Um, we would like Kyle Collinsworth's shoes from Triple Double Game or a Triple Double. Still game. waiting on those. Um, yeah, so we'll work on that. But that the mustard seats. Season. I mean, mustard they're fun seats. because yeah. like the guests can come and just like hang out and sit there for a second and we profile them. And it just it's unique. They have whoever yeah. whoever like welded that on or like put those together. 
I want to say it was Julian Riley. Was it Julian? Homie. Yeah, oh, Julian Riley. Homie. It's one of our uh, one of our guys here on the set. Proud yeah. member of BYU Broadcasting. Thank you, Julian, for the mustard seats. All right. What's next, Ben? Soundbite of the year. I said this previously, and I kind of wanted to give it a public service announcement. You know what I mean? I just want to let it know I'm about three things. God, guns, and America. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are I so exercise, West Virginia. I, I exercise my Second Amendment rights. You know what I mean? I love God, and I love America. Best country in the world. Chase Fisher thinks that this piece of the set from the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose a shotgun show. is the best thing on our set right now, God, Guns in America, representing Ripley, West Virginia, Chase is, Fisher. That dude's so West Virginia. He spits gold. I love it. He spits gold. He probably was panning for gold as a child. <laughs> Who knows? You know, anything's possible with Chase Fisher. I love it. Oh. And that's among some great sound bites. We've had how many hundreds so of guests on the show this year? So many hundreds. good bites. But yeah, we had so many out. that we got a new flag for them to sign. We put that flag out in the donation to science. Lobby as well. And should we listen to a few of the other honorable mentions? Let's do- no? Okay. No. We don't no have time. time for no that. Time. We don't have time for no that. Time. Hey, yeah, we don't have time to hear Dennis Pitta say, I'm dead weight on this show. That's what we don't that's have time you don't, for. That's why you really don't yeah. want to listen to it. Eh, no. We don't need to listen to that. I will say it's this. It's not on YouTube. Go back and listen to the Dan Deardorff interview. He's a Michigan if color you, commentator. Oh, if amazing. You love, amazing. If you love some good grace, go to this Go to this restaurant. And go back and listen to Dennis Pitta take it to Jerem Jordan. (laughs) Sorry, I'm still here. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, what's next? Chitter chatter from the far. What's next? The BYU Sports Nation moment of the year. No question. This is as easy as the game of the year, Jerem, because it involved shaving your head after Gonzaga. If they beat Gonzaga, I will shave my head. There we go. Down go the bangs. Oh, my gosh. That's so short. Oh, my gosh. You're going to look amazing. We should have done a two. You're going to look amazing. We should have done a two. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 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 Yeah, now it's on. <laughs> Luckily, it grew back. Emotions, Jeremy, as you watch that happen again? That was a funny moment because well, that was like jumping in the pool where I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe what that actually feels and looks like, right? Yeah, that was wild. Luckily, it grew back. So we went down to Vegas, and I, uh, you know, I had shorter hair. The maintenance was awesome. Trust me, it's harder to, like, maintain this mop now versus the other one. What was, was your great. favorite BYU Sports Nation moment of the year? We have relived quite a few that's our Twitter question today. Your Use five, the three, hashtag BYUS. How did we miss that one? It was a 516. How come we don't have the video to that? It was a 516. Hey, why do we have my shaved head and not his 5340? 516. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Once and for all, was he elite or not? That's next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Happy New Year as well. Happy New Year as well. Yeah, Happy New Year. Get your resolutions together. But before you do that and finalize those, it's time that we once and for all settle the debate. It won't be settled. BYU wide receiver, 
Mitch Matthews, as a senior, is he elite or not? Let's give you a little bit of background on this. It goes all the way back to the spring in spring ball when we initially started discussing Mitch and what he brings to the table. He had a great junior season. Well, it started with the receiving the receivers in general. You said that BYU had an elite group, and I said, no, 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 no. They don't have an elite group. They're really good, but not elite. And then it honed in on Mitch. That's how it happened. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it hones in on Mitch. They were pretty good this so year. So then there was the debate. Yeah. Is Mitch Matthews elite or not? He had 73 catches last year, 923 receiving yards. He became Christian Stewart's go-to guy. The thing that was different about last year and this year is the wide receiver core was much deeper this year, and the ball was spread around more frequently. Now, even though that was the case, Mitch Matthews finished. Are we going to look at his season? Is that yes. what we're going to look at? Well, not, we can not... look at his career and his season. We don't, we don't, you pick, and that, let's just be specific on what we're going to debate here. Well, we were talking about making the jump to being elite. So is Mitch Matthews elite or not? It depends on how you want to look at it. There's no parameter of whether it be his career or just the season alone. You tell me whether you think he's elite or not. You can make a parameter. Like, yeah. You make was, your own then. Was Kyle Collinsworth elite as a freshman? No. Was he elite in triple doubles as a junior? Uh, okay. Yes. Was Mitch so Matthews elite the, his junior and senior seasons? No. He was very good. Trust me. I'm so glad that Mitch Matthews played at BYU. A 503 guy. I can relate with that from Portland. Beaverton, awesome. He was a very good receiver. I'm glad that he played for BYU. He made some spectacular catches that helped BYU win games. Utah State this year, he was awesome. He was so good against Utah State. Let's look at his number. Six for 158 and two. The Hail Mary. He goes down in history. Nick Kurtz yells at him on top of that pile. We're legends. We did it. We're legends. Nick, Mitch did it. Mitch caught the ball. He's a legend forever. Nick can carve out his own legacy, too. Next season, but I say not elite. That doesn't mean he's not a good receiver, though. What really makes good. you elite? Let me ask you that. What makes an elite you receiver? To, nationally, you have people have to know who who you are. You don't have to dig for that name. They they would know who you are. Nationally, he wasn't in the preseason stuff. He won't be in the postseason stuff. He wasn't like a. Oh, bullet. he was on the Bolitnikoff watch list. He, he was wasn't a, a finalist. He wasn't a semifinalist. He wasn't a quarterfinal. But he was whatever. in the preseason conversation. Do you know how many people are on the Bolitnikoff? Well, what, I'm just 50, saying, you, I'm 80, just saying 100? you were Mr. Technicality. You said yeah. he was not in the preseason watch list. He was in the preseason no, discussion. No, I, I did not open up magazines and see Mitch Matthews' name in a lot of things. And that's fine. You can. He's very good, but he's not elite. <laughs> who, who? I'm going to throw out some statistics. Let's I'm gonna go. I'm going to throw out some yeah. statistics. You top, think he's elite nation, top, nationally among receivers? You tell me. You think he's, no, you tell me. That's top, what we're discussing. I'll get to that. I just I'm just going to put out some. I know what you think. Let me throw out some statistics. Top 10 in receiving touchdowns in the entire country. That's really good. With 11. Top that, 10. That specific statistic, elite. We're talking the whole body of work. What matters we? most for receivers? So, so we're changing the discussion? I'm just saying what okay. matters most. What's the most important thing for a receiver? Scoring, making plays in the end zone, top 10 nationally. Mitch Matthews. Should we is, see who the other guys are and declare them elite as well just because of touchdowns? You could very well do that. You could very well do that. Look at those guys. He is one of only 19 receivers in the country with at least 50 catches, 700 or more yards, and more than 10 touchdowns. 19 guys. With more than 50 catches, 700-plus yards, and at least 10 touchdowns. That's really good. 
You know what's better? Uh, 50 catches is pretty good. You know what's better? I don't know, 70, 80, 90, 100. It's not just about one thing, though. It's it's being a, a that's exactly right. It's being a well-rounded it's about receiver. Everything. So, and more, so that's why I said. He had less catches and less yards this season. That's because season. the ball was spread around more. I can recall a few that he missed that would have helped BYU win a couple I of games. I can recall a few Utah, that every elite Missouri, receiver misses. Yeah. But not to the... Uh, He's not elite. That doesn't mean I don't think he's not good. He's a very good receiver. I didn't say that. I'm glad, but he's not an elite receiver. The conversation. He's not going. Do you have to be drafted to be elite? If you're elite, you're drafted. Do you have to be drafted to be elite? I think if you're an elite receiver. Ask any undrafted player in the NFL that has made it in the league and had a good career. They would say no. There's There's not a gajillion of those, right? That's the exception to the rule. If you're... If you're elite as a college you player, me if you had to be drafted to be elite, the answer is no. You don't think so? I think if you're an elite college receiver, you get drafted. Generally, that is the case. Yeah, but you don't yeah. have Mitch to Matthews, be. I don't see him getting drafted. That doesn't mean he's not going to play in the league or make a 53 or get a shot. I think he'll do those things. Well-rounded receiver. If you're one of under 20 guys that has a good number of catches, a solid number of yards, and a lot of touchdowns. You're in a good group, okay? There are yeah. a ton of receivers at the FBS level. Okay, look, yeah. even if we did... Even I if could you, cater that stat to my own doing, too, and go, he's not in the 51-plus catch, 800-yard, uh, and 12 no, touchdowns I'm just saying he had category. at least 50. You know what he I mean? had more than 50. Yeah. He had more than 700 yards. Yeah. He had more than 10 touchdowns. Okay, I, I could say, he's not in the 55-catch, 738-yard, 12-touchdown group. Who is? <laughs> I haven't, looked, I haven't looked. The it number's up. lower than nineteen. Yeah. No. At, listen. I wish we had time to just pick a dude from Washington, Michigan, uh, Ohio, Florida, like just writers that pay attention to college football and go. Who's? Do you know who Mitch Matthews? Yes, is? Yes, because is, of the Nebraska game. Is he one of the best yes, receivers? Yes, because of the Nebraska game in the country. Everybody, for everybody knew Mitch Matthews season. after game number one. I don't know that everyone knows the name of the guy that caught that pass. You pull all these people and go, is he one of the best receivers in the country? And they'd go, mm, no. That doesn't mean he's not a very good receiver. He's, he had a really good season. You're right. There okay, was so more balance. Your metric for elite is? Relevance nationally. Relevance nationally. Yeah. Is Tanner Mangum an elite quarterback nationally? He was the best freshman, according to that. But of all the quarterbacks... There, there are some better ones, but he's growing. He's a freshman. This conversation isn't about Tanner Mangum. It's yeah, about Mitch I know. Matthews. I'm making the comparison here. Trust what was me. BYU's the best majority of the group? people out what there was don't BYU's, think that Mitch Matthews BYU's, is the lead. What was his best? What was BYU's best position group this year? Probably receiver. Uh, Who was the best of the receivers? The, be- the best position group was quarterbacks. Oh, stop it! It was the best was quarterbacks with more than two players in it. Oh, with more than two players, uh, probably the receiver. And who was the best receiver on the team? Mitch Matthews. That doesn't mean he's a lead. That, that doesn't mean you're. It nat- certainly helps my case. Wait. So the best receiver on Bowling Green makes he's the a lead because he was the best in the receiver. The best position group of a Division One football team is generally a really good player. Oh, okay, not elite, but a really good player. No, you could be terrible. I'm Air saying, Force's best receiver might elite. not be that good. Elite. <laughs> it's all how you define elite. That's where the yeah. real argument no, takes that's place. What, that's the why it's metric. Fun. Of what is elite? To me, it's like a Bach. You know it when you see it, but it's hard to describe or define. That's what elite is for me. Trust me, if you think Mitch Matthews is elite and I'm wrong, tweet at me. Use hashtag BYUSN. Tell me why or why not. He made the best play of the year, the catch of the year. Absolutely. How many amazing catches did he make this year? And all the thing is, 
Do BYU fans have unrealistic expectations, Jerem? Yes. Yes, and that's why I tried to stunt that. Yes. That's have, why I tried to bring it to realism. Then, to, in their mind, is Elite being Amari Cooper? Come on. That's the best receiver. Exactly. I don't expect. Lower the expectation Amari, for Elite. Guys like Amari Cooper don't come to BYU. They just don't. Stay with us for our resolutions moving into 2016. What do we want to see from BYU Athletics? This is BYU Sports Nation. We didn't resolve anything. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Just want to quickly thank all of you for being a part of BYU Sports Nation throughout 2015. And as we move into 2016, we enjoy our jobs largely in part to what you bring to us and your passion and enthusiasm and involvement in BYU Sports Nation. So Absolutely. huge props to all of you and a happy new year. It's really fun to go on the road and meet many of you as well. So that's fun. The people that showed up in Vegas, the people that I saw in you know, Portland and Gonzaga. And the people whatnot. that talked Jeremy into shaving his head and jumping in the pool. No one talked to me into shaving my head, but the <laughs> pool part was the fans. Yeah, on Twitter, of course. I, I said 200 retweets and I jumped in the pool. It should have been 500. It is time now we visit our New Year's resolutions in relation to I what would we like want to see. gain 10 Stop pounds it. of muscle. Oh, oh, oh I thought Stop we were. Oh, it. for the show or BYU? For BYU. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad, my bad. But now we know Jerem's personal I would like to read the scriptures every day. And gain 10 pounds of muscle. 10 pounds of spiritual muscle and redefine, every day. And redefine what elite means in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> hey, hey! Now don't start that again. Yeah, Jungle Book. Okay, my New Year's resolution for BYU athletics is going to go specifically to the BYU men's basketball team. I'm on the tournament train, baby. Choo choo chaboogie! Single digit seed for the BYU basketball team. That is what I want to happen. A nine seed or better. If, they, if they're a nine seed, man. It's going to feel really good. I just want to make the tournament. I'm not worried about the seed at this point. Um, okay, the, for me. Snapback action. Has there been a less cool snapback than the conductor's I don't hat? know. We'll have to ask all <laughs> BYU athletes. <laughs> yeah, boy. Get on the Heber Kramer. Okay, my, my, my news resolution for BYU. Get into a Power 5 conference. If that's the Big 12, great. I would love for it to be the Pac-12, but yeah, get, a, get an invite to the Big 12 or a Power 5 conference. It needs to happen. BYU needs that uh, financially to keep up with the Joneses. At some point in the future, that gap will really uh, widen. BYU needs it for facilities. But it's great what BYU is doing in spite of that. Expanding the weight room, TBD details there, the uh, Marriott Center Annex, that's all good. That's all good. Okay, but what's more realistic in 2016? BYU getting into a Power 5 conference, the Big 12, or BYU basketball earning a single-digit seed? Single-digit seed, because you can control that. You can't control an invite to the Big 12. Otherwise, you think it would have happened. I think some people would disagree with you. I think people think that a single-digit seed is so far-fetched after what they have seen from BYU basketball in the latter part of the 2015 We've year. We've seen a third of the season, and we can declare factually what's going to happen. Do you hear how ridiculous that sounds? <laughs> Why? Why Where? are you crying? Bill Hill. <laughs> Wait, give me the goggles. I don't have any. Give me the goggles. <laughs> I've, I've seen enough. BYU can't make the tournament. Get out of here. Let's play some more games. Jeez. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter App. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. To all of you, BYU Sports Nation, yeah, I got a, I now got that, a, le- I got a cool snapback, sweet snapback, the, the track and field, the track hat. official hat. Yeah, I'm so official. It's cooler if you wear it forward, though. Uh, welcome to Mark Robinson. <laughs> track. <laughs> <laughs>